Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We got Michael Goodwin back. I knew we could uh, do this. The uh, electronics of New York. Maybe it's the last thing that still works here. Anyway, Michael Goodwin, um, first of all, I have not spoken to you in a while. I miss you, so I'm glad you're coming back on the show. And I'm looking at your column. GOP has shot at win. Uh, Real Lee. Look, I'm, I, Michael, I make no bones about it. I think Zeldin is at his his election is crucial to saving this city and this state. And so I want to talk about that because your column is optimistic about his chances. I spoke to Lee, I guess it was yesterday. I had a nice conversation with Lee, 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so. It's about uh, crime and it's about the economy. And you're saying, and I, I hope you're right, Zeldin has a good shot at this. Well, good morning, Larry. Um, yes, look, the the latest poll, the the real the first poll to come out after the primary season has him down by 14 points. Now, that's not a cliffhanger by any stretch, but it is certainly th- three months from the election. Uh, there's certainly plenty of time to make that up. Uh, and by way of comparison, in 2014, at the same stage, the first week of August of 2014, Andrew Cuomo was an incumbent running against the Republican challenger, then Rob Astorino. Cuomo was up by 32 points in that same week, first week of August, and he ended up winning by uh, 14. So Astorino managed to shave off 18 points of the lead. And that's just one example, I think, that uh, if you look um, at the last four Repub- the last four elections, the Republican candidate uh, in New York State has never gotten more than forty percent. Now, Zeldin on, on, in this poll is already at thirty nine percent, and he says his own polling shows him, shows the race even closer than fourteen points. So I think, however you dissect these numbers, they are. They are something of a warning shot to the Democrats, to Kathy Hochul, the governor. Uh, and, and I think they should encourage Republicans to to see that this is a winnable race. And if if this one isn't winnable, Larry, I'm not sure which one would be. I mean, there's no Kathy Hochul is in a unique situation, uh, succeeded the disgraced Andrew Cuomo. Uh, has not been elected to the position yet. There's not a lot of enthusiasm for her. She hasn't been able to instill a kind of discipline within the party. There's a lot of sniping at her. The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, is actually closer to Zeldin Mm. uh, on crime issues than, than he is Hochul. In fact, the New York Times the other day had a story on Adams' disputes with Hochul over crime and what the state could do about it. 
and basically cited Zeldin as another person having an argument with Hochul on the same issues. I mean, so that's an unusual situation, to say the least. But I think it speaks to the fact that Hochul, uh, whatever she was once in her life, has drifted far left, is now either afraid of or part of the legislative leader cabal in Albany, which has, you know, turn them loose. That's their motto when it comes to judges, when it comes to DAs. There's the Alvin Bragg situation in Manhattan. And I thought it was interesting when Ron DeSantis suspended a prosecutor in Florida for not enforcing the law, for vowing not to enforce certain laws. Uh, that's what Zeldin has been saying all along, that he would he would suspend or fire Alvin Bragg as Manhattan DA for failure to enforce the law. So Hochul, I think, is under some pressure here, uh, not just in the poll, but, but among restless Democrats who really see the city and the state sliding away, further and further away from being a civilized place to live and work and raise a family. It, it's And New York City is not alone in the state. I mean, you look at all of the upstate cities, Buffalo, Binghamton, uh, Utica, uh, Rochester, they've all got serious crime problems. And so I think this is a moment where if the Republicans can unite, uh, uh, Zeldin won the primary. It was a contested, spirited primary. He won it. So he should be able to unite the Republican and the conservative parties to give himself a real shot. You know, I think he's the last hope for this city and state. Uh, your point about uh, Eric Adams is a very important point. Um, actually, I spoke to the mayor this week just briefly, but uh, Kathy Hochul, again, as you say, whatever she might have been in the past, she's thrown in with the far left of her party. They are favoring the criminals over the victims. Uh, Bragg should have been fired. Judges should have much more discretion to set appropriate bear, a bail. This stuff, you know, Michael, it's, you, you get these, these people, what, they jump over turnstiles, then they fight the cops, um, and, and then they get released in a couple of hours. I mean, I think normal, common-sense people hate that stuff. And Zeldin is clearly the guy that will solve it. And the crime issue is probably going to be number one, economy probably number two, maybe corruption number three, because I think Hochul is very corrupt. Maybe we'll talk about that. You mentioned that in your column, what she's doing, uh, the Buffalo football stadium or whatever it is, and yeah. giving mm-hmm. her, you know, handing out contracts to her donors. I mean, people pick up on that. But the basic issue is crime, the lack of safety. And crime, you know, uh, Michael Goodwin, safe streets are like tax cuts, you know. People will come out, uh, they'll work in the buildings again, they'll open up new businesses, but they won't if, uh, if they can't take the subways safely, they won't if they can't walk the streets safely. That's why Zeldin can win. I believe that's why Zeldin can win. I, I mean, you, you, we're, we're saying, we're speaking from the same uh, book here, Larry. I think that this is an opportunity because the Democrats are so overt in what they are doing. They're not hiding it, right? I mean, when you think about what they've done with on the criminal justice thing, on taxes, on quality of life issues, I mean, they just keep sticking it to people, and with, there, there are no consequences. 
I mean, Andrew Cuomo, despite New York State losing another House seat, uh, which is at one point not so during his father's tenure, New York had 41 House seats. Mm. It's now going to have 26. Mm. Uh, I mean, you have had a continual decline in the the quality of life in New York. You have had um, the people moving out because of the taxes. Uh, So New York is just not growing. It's not a vibrant place. And, you know, the pandemic certainly drove a very big nail in the coffin. But you still see a lot of vacant storefronts that were occupied until the pandemic. But all the more reason why people who are thinking of coming back to the city or moving to the city for the first time or opening a business here, all the more reason why they need to feel safe about it. Look, if you're an employer and you're going to open a business and you're worried about your employees on the subway, you're worried about them getting robbed or getting stuck up in the store. I mean, all of these things factor into your thinking. And then when it comes to your own family, it's going to be double that. So there's so many disincentives right now in the city and the state that it's kind of remarkable that it's holding together uh, as much as it is. You know, Zeldin, um, Zeldin's a tough guy, okay? He's mild-mannered. He's not a screamer. But I've known him for years, Michael. You probably have too. He is a strong guy. He has a strong backbone. So my reckoning is if he wins, he will follow through. He will fire Alvin Bragg. He will go after the legislature. He will change the way judges can set bail and so forth and so on. In other words, I don't think these are idle promises. I think you're looking at a guy who's very, very strong, People should not underestimate him because his uh, public persona is a a mild persona, which I think is quite pleasing to people, by the way. But he will not relent. I mean, I worked with him in Washington when I was down there, uh, talking to him on the phone all the time. He's tough. He'll he'll get it done. Well, and I I would say one other thing, too, Larry, that – the the governor's position in New York is a, is a powerful yes. one. I mean, it's it's yes. You, you, one of the key features that you have that George Pataki won in won in a courts fight was the line item veto. The New York State governor has that power, which so you're going to let's assume Zeldin wins, he's going to inherit a very heavily Democratic legislature, probably veto proof in both houses. Uh, so. He he is going to have to, I think, wage a lot of war and maybe have to make some concessions. But he doesn't go in there unarmed. I mean, having having the ability to do a line item veto means something in the budget. You can you can essentially pass the budget and veto specific parts of it that you find egregious spending, wasteful, whatever. Uh, that's a that's a very big power to have for a governor. Does he need the legislature to fire Alvin Bragg? No. Uh, look, this is a rarely tested thing, and it would be contested. Um, the Alvin Bragg was elected by 83% of the voters in Manhattan. Um, he's black, um, smart man, uh, well-educated, um, and not without his defenders. This would be a, a very big deal for, uh, I mean, for example, I don't, 
I can't think offhand of any governor in recent times who has removed either a prosecutor or a mayor uh, from office. Now, if you'll recall, there was talk that maybe Andrew Cuomo would remove Bill de Blasio as mayor because he was doing such a terrible job. Mm. Cuomo concluded he had the authority. uh, And there doesn't seem to be any real dispute that the governor has the authority to remove other elected officials who are, in effect, uh, breaking their oath of office, kind of neglecting their primary duty. Um, Nonetheless, it would be a politically fraught fight. And while it would be a symbolic thing to do, uh, Alvin Bragg is not the only problem when it comes to prosecutors. Uh, I mean, the New York City has five, five, one for each county, and the other, and four of the others are are similar to Bragg. They mm-hmm. just didn't, they just didn't tout themselves that way in the way he did. But they're all sort of very progressive in this th- idea that it's the the criminal justice system is the problem, not the criminals. Maybe uh, he, maybe he fires a couple of them. Well, that he may have to do that. Uh, and changes the climate, Michael. You know, sends a well, message, changes the whole climate. Well, and, and that's the sort of thing, you know, that, that Rudy Giuliani did in New York City, right? You, you have to be willing to stand up alone mm. and, and make, make these dramatic moves that you believe are foundational to changing the, the direction that, that is destroying the city. And once you do that, once you begin to show results, more people come to your side and join the fight. But in the beginning, it can be a lonely fight. Mm. And it, it takes patience. It takes kind of a stick to it. As you know, the New York Times is going to be trying to destroy him. They're going to try to destroy him even before he's elected. Mm. Uh, Hochul is going to just paint him as a, a Trump uh, acolyte. And th- they're going to destroy him on issues unrelated to the crime problem, unrelated to the economy. So it'll be abortion and Trump. That will be the big negatives uh, that Hoku will use against him. Um, So I think it's, I think, I think a lot of people that uh, in New York city who have been pining for a chance for change, who have been, you know, are going to have to pull, pull behind Zeldin, get behind him. I mean, I think he, he's at a financial disadvantage. Um, you know, there are generally twice as many Democrats as Republicans enrolled. Now, one of the good signs in that poll showed him having a slight edge among independents already. Hmm. And get this, Larry, only eight points behind on the Latino vote. Right, right. Uh, and right. he believes he has a real shot at winning the Latino vote. Oh, you will. And just, yeah, and just one more quick thing on numbers. Um, in New York City, if you for, for a Republican to win statewide, you need to get somewhere around 30% of the city's vote. Uh, for example, the last two uh, Republican gubernatorial candidates got under 20%. And though they did very well in other parts of the state, the, the Democrats run up the score in New York City. So if you can get 30 percent of the city vote, you have a real shot at, at winning statewide. Now, Zeldin 
is, uh, and according to his latest polls, is, is around, I think, 25, 28, 29, somewhere in the high 20s. Uh, Curtis Sliwa, who ran for mayor on the Republican line, got 29% of the mm. vote. Mm. So uh, Zeldin believes he can get into the mid-30s. Then he's and a winner. As you said to me, if you get into the mid-30s as a Republican in New York City, um, he said if you're under 30, it's hard to win. If you're 35, it's hard to lose. Mm. And I think so he's got a plan. And and being from Long Island, uh, I I think he has a real potential to make inroads in the city. I'm going to say, it's just me, I think she's corrupt. I think this whatever, billion dollars to this – uh, Buffalo Sports Stadium. Uh, her husband's involved in the concessions, uh, doing Penn Station over again. Her donors are at the inside. I mean, I know, I know. There's always a lot of insider dealing in this state, but I think she's off the charts and she's corrupt. And I think that's going to become another issue. I, I agree with you, Larry, in the sense that, uh, <clears throat> as I wrote in the column, one of the first things she did after Andrew Cuomo resigned was to start calling all of his donors uh, to raise money. Yeah. I mean, if, as I said in the column, it's mystifying. She had sort of built an image as being apart from him. They were not close. So that's how she could escape the sexual harassment stuff, that she didn't know anything about it. She was not close to him. And it's true. They were not close. Uh, and yet, why then would she go into office and start acting just like he did, you know, raising money, giving contracts? I mean, it makes no sense. You had a chance to start over. You had a chance to create a first new impression. And it became just, you know, as someone's been, people have been writing Cuomo 2.0, Cuomo mm. in a skirt. Mm. I mean, it, it's it, there's no there's very little distinction between him and her in, in these habits, meeting in secret to resolve the budget. I mean, it's just why would you begin your your governorship that way if you want to create a new impression for voters? Weak character. And I'll tell you, New York is going to have a clean sweep. That's coming. Michael Goodwin, thanks a million, my friend. Appreciate it.